The Coin Week podcast is brought to you by PCGS, the standard in the rare coin grading industry. To learn more about current grading specials and programs, visit www.pcgs.com. In this special Coin Week podcast supplement, I reached out to Early American Coppers President Bill Eckberg to talk about the passing of Bernard Allen Edison, one of the most significant collectors of copper coins in the 20th century. You probably know him by his nom de collectionneur, R. Tettenhorst, or Tet, as many in the hobby knew him. He and his friend and fellow St. Louis resident Eric P. Newman assembled the record-smashing Missouri Cabinet Collection, which was sold in recent years by Goldbergs. The 90-year-old elder statesman of the hobby passed away on April 18. Hi, Bill. Thank you for joining me for this supplemental episode of the Coin Week podcast. Uh, we wanted to reach out to you to talk about the passing of R. Tettenhorst, probably one of the most significant collectors of early coppers to come along the past 20 or 30 years. I know you knew him and uh, considered him a friend, and uh, I know you took a particular interest in his collection and uh, what his enthusiasm for half cents meant to the hobby. So I wanted to give you a chance to talk about Tet, uh, what drove him as a collector and uh what he meant to the EAC community. Yeah, well, I'd start with what he meant to the community because he was absolutely beloved by everyone in the club, whether they were half-cent specialists or not. Um, his his passing, very few people knew that he was sick. And so uh, when the word came out, uh, a lot of people were completely stunned. Um, he, he did try to keep it quiet that he was ill. There was a few of us that knew it, but but not very many. But he was absolutely beloved. I've never seen him say a bad word about anybody or a bad word about anything. Um, when I was a new half-cent collector, I would write him to ask him what now I think were probably pretty naive questions, and he always gave me very uh, sincere answers. Anytime I asked him for information, he provided way more than I uh, was hoping for. Just, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. The word that people use most often is a really great gentleman. What would you say characterized Tet's taste in coins? I mean, obviously, he will always be tied to the Missouri Cabinet Collection, which, you know, brought record prices. And not just record prices. You know, you saw an overwhelming outpouring of support from copper collectors for that collection. And sometimes, you know, when this happens, it's because of the significance of the coins uh, but other times it's because of the significance of everything that surrounds the coins, you know, from pedigree uh, to advanced metrics of condition census among experts to the coins placed in the broader context of a sophisticated study of the series that uh, many uh, early copper collectors appreciate. Uh, the Missouri Cabinet was one of those magical collections that, you know, it really had it all. Well, it certainly did. Uh, he, he was very fortunate to have... Uh, as his mentor in, in coin collecting, Eric Newman, who was his lawyer, actually was the lawyer for, for uh, Tet's business. Um, he was a, he owned a shoe company in St. Louis and, uh, he grew it to be a very, very large company. Um, it definitely hit its peak when he was uh, the president of it. He was obviously a really good businessman. And, uh, the, the way the collection got started was actually 
uh, Eric Newman buying a bunch of the EHR green half cents. And uh, sometime around the early 70s, I believe, Tet decided he wanted to start collecting early copper. And he initially specialized in proof large cents. Um, but he lost interest in that uh, long before I knew him and sold those off and, and uh, decided that he was going to um, um, make the half-cent collection that, that uh, Eric had begun into something truly, truly special, and, and he did that. Uh, the two of them owned the collection jointly. Um, Ted had custody of it. Uh, Eric uh, basically gave the pieces that he had into Ted's care, and uh, and, and Ted... Uh, um, upgraded things. He got new new, new uh, varieties. He um, got new die states. He collected lots and lots of die states, and he had a huge collection of error coins, which uh, he decided he didn't want to call the Missouri Cabinet. By the way, uh, uh, Walter Breen coined that name, Missouri Cabinet, because he didn't know what to call a collection that was owned jointly by two people living in Missouri, and. Uh, he decided to call it the Davy Collection after his uh, youngest son. And uh, when they had the auction of the first part of the Davy Collection, um, uh, Ted and Marilyn were sitting behind me and my wife, and, and uh, we were chatting, and he said he was really going to bring his son David there and make him wear a T-shirt that said, I'm Davy. Uh, he was, I believe, in his 30s at that point. <laughs> but uh, he didn't do it. So so the, the collection... Uh, I would say that the great majority of the coins in there were finest known or second finest known, mostly finest known. Um, many of them uh, were absolutely unimprovable. The uh, most famous one, I guess, is the 1797 uh, Cohen, or 1794 Cohen 7, rather, that um, PCGS graded Mint State 67 Red Brown. Uh, which made it the highest graded half cent, I believe, of all. Um, just a stunning piece that he got back in the 70s. It was full right at that time, and it had toned down some, but still an amazingly brilliant, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous coin when he sold it. Um, there, there, everything was wonderful. I, I spent the whole day drooling over uh, all the coins at lot viewing. One of the amazing things when you really think about it, um, and let's just uh, span Tet and Newman's career and look at what they brought to the table. Uh, Newman's Maddox has grown by leaps and bounds, and we really take it for granted that the amount of knowledge that we have available to us now about coins uh, always existed. But we know much more about coins like the ones in the Missouri cabinet than when Colonel Green first started buying coins that ended up in it. And in large part, major advances in our knowledge uh, comes about because collectors are devoted to learning more about the coins, but it also comes about when great collections are assembled by collectors who, who really get what this is all about. Absolutely so. And uh, there, a large part of uh, his collection was actually uh, illustrated in the, in the color plates of uh, Walter Breen's half-cent book, uh, which was photographed back in the early 80s. But um, uh, and, and a great deal of what went into Breen's book uh, came out of Tet's collection, too, because he had the opportunity to study the coins that Tet had at the time. 
Um, he did expand the collection and, and improve it, if you can imagine that, um, over the years since then. And he was still collecting up until he sold the collection, which I believe was uh, 2014. Um, and he was still coming to EAC every year until until uh, 2014. He uh, did become ill, which made it hard for him to travel. And uh, he did not want to tell anybody that he was ill. But uh, again, as I said, a few of us knew it. And uh, and uh, his his message to us about a month before he died was that he's getting better every day and look forward to seeing us. So that gives you an idea of the kind of guy he was. He would come into the half-cent happening at an EAC meeting, and he would sit down just with a big grin on his face, and he would talk to anybody about anything. Um, there was absolutely no pretense whatsoever in the man. You know, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. Uh, what I've heard from many people in the hobby, and and this is what makes, I think, the copper community really stand out. In my experience, anybody can get into copper coins. Now, you need serious financial resources to play at the highest levels. But anybody who is serious about learning, uh, even if it's on $50 or $200 coins, will get treated with respect and enthusiasm for most of their fellow collectors in the AAC. And Ted gave his time and knowledge without reservation to so many people over the course of his time with us as a collector. Uh, and so that's one of the things I think that makes me so much look forward to attending the EAC next week. You know, it's why I think we're going to do some great videos together when we meet up. But more than that, I think next week is really about collectors getting together and enjoying each other's company and enjoying the hobby and having that special block of time set apart where it's about sharing enthusiasm. Sure, people talk about the Wonder Coins and that kind of thing because we love to see them. And one of the things that was so nice about Ted is that he always brought his for whatever variety was going to be in the happening. He always brought them. They were never in slabs. Um, he didn't want you getting your fingers on them or anything, but uh, he wasn't stupid, but, uh, but he brought the coins to share, and he was always very, very generous with that. And, and that is characteristic of EAC. I think most people that go to EAC conventions, and we're having ours next week, um, go there to, to see our, their friends. That's certainly what I do. We get along very well. We uh, are, are, I think, much more interested in seeing each other and seeing what each other's been up to and catching up. Um, you know, the Bourse is an important part of the EAC convention, just like it is of any coin show. Our educational forums are, are very well attended, and, uh, you know, people ask a lot of good questions. They're very successful. But um, I think it's a social event more than anything else, and it's probably the only coin club you can say that about. Well, Bill, thanks for taking time to talk to me about Tet. I know you have a lot to do before uh, you get up to Michigan next week, but I look forward to seeing you soon. If you enjoy learning about coins, please check out our Coin Week podcast archives on iTunes or on CoinWeek.com. For Coin Week, I'm Editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting.